So how, on God's gray earth, did this... And this... And even this. Become this. So if the world is round now, can we have everything? Detours and Outliers, the podcast where we take a closer look at that one album in an artist's discography that sticks out like a sore thumb. It may be their best album, it may be their worst album, but either way, it's the one album where the artist was so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Uh, we do have a Facebook group if you want to chat with us about the uh, album. And we have a Instagram if you want to look at a picture of the cover of the album. We have a Twitter to let you know when we've inter- updated the Instagram with a picture of the album. Um, and we have an email address. If you have ideas for other albums you want to uh, send to us, just email us at detoursandoutliers at gmail.com. Uh, this week we have Matthew Marr, Logan Renard. Rachel Livingston. <laughs> yes, Rachel is the actual um, designer and maintainer of our website, detoursandoutliers.com. So if you've seen that and appreciated that, that's that's all her work. So give her a round of applause for that. Uh, this week we are going to be discussing an album by a group technically called You Plus Me, or You and Me. I don't know. It's all one word and there's a plus sign. Um, Rachel actually brought this album to our attention. So who exactly are you plus me? Um, it is actually an artist from Canada called Dallas Green and Pink. Pink, the... the Pop artist. Pop artist. So, (laughs) and this album does not sound like either Dallas Green or Pink? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, it definitely doesn't sound like Pink and, uh... As for Dallas Green, it depends on which band of his you're listening to. <laughs> so. Yes, uh, Dallas Green, who uh, also decides to go by a pseudonym, because everyone goes by a pseudonym here, um, yeah. has a solo project called uh, City and Color, I believe. Yeah, and another one that's either Alex is on fire or Alexis on, co- Alexis on fire. It's all one word with no spaces, so I can't tell. What yeah, the- <laughs> again. But- Doesn't Pink spell her... Stage name with, with an exclamation, exclamation point. Yeah. You think they're fans of the band's son? I know that they're not really 
technically emojis in these wacky spellings. But, well, you know. Again, I think it all well, it's all Prince's fault for, you know, putting the, oh, the spelling. The, yeah, well, yeah. and texting has gotten to the point where U is not a word, it's a letter, and R is not a word, it's a letter. So I think this all sort of well, we stems save from time that. time with our primitive cell phones. I have to hit, like, three yeah, numbers a flip to get phone, that. You don't yeah, want to spell out U. So. Yeah. I think in her case, she came up with that stage name when she was, like, 16, and it's she's kind of stuck with it now. So. Yes. But neither one of these artists actually um, appeared under their own name for this either. So, again, it could be kind of a surprise, depending on if you're aware who's on this album i mean did you know who this was when you first heard this album or did you know who dallas green was at all when you heard this album or see first time i heard it i didn't realize it was her um because the first song i heard off of here was you and me and um it showed up on one of my playlists and i didn't realize that it was her until i went and actually looked it up online and um because i'm you'll hear her voice is pretty distinctive and uh once I heard one of the songs, realized that it sure sounded a lot like Pink, so I went and Googled it basically. But uh, um, because even then, it showed it sh- she puts it in as her real name, not her stage name, as Alicia Moore. So I it took a little investigating. As, as for him, like his solo act is City in Color, so um, and he puts it as his regular name and. Uh, in this as well. So uh, <laughs> makes everything complicated. So yeah. yeah. I guess if they were trying to um, increase each other's audiences, they weren't doing a very good job. But maybe like the Traveling Wilburys, they figured they were big enough they didn't need to put their names on there. Or I don't know. I'm not quite sure why this album was created. No, it's it's like a, the John Zorn thing with like 30 different bands all called different things. He's like, yeah, if they're if they're yeah. hardcore fans, they'll find it. Yeah, yeah. And if we, they're not hardcore fans, we yeah. don't want you or whatever. So. <laughs> What year did this come out? Uh, this came out in uh, October of 2014, so 2014. fairly recent. Kind of One of our most that. recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, very, very recently. Um, I was just um, happened to um, discover this album apparently hit number four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was right, pretty on, popular. On the chart, so that would. I'm not sure how much um, you know charting matters. I'm not sure what charting measures anymore, but true. But, but still, apparently. Um, it must have sold a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so either Pink told people or people figured out it was Pink. I'm not sure how much of a fan base Mr. Dallas Green has, either in Alexis on Fire or City in Color, but I I, I think they're big in Canada. Yeah, but. pretty big, obviously, because it debuted number one in Canada. So, uh, so. so obviously he had some following up there. So, uh. so, so it's, it's, it is... And um, unlike Pink's more traditional, would you say, like, pop sound? Or it's yeah. not really R&B. I think well, the it was first R&B album, and then kind of developed more pop. Yeah. Sound. But this is definitely, a, like, folk, not like folk as in... Didn't she start in a girl band? Yeah, I yeah. think that's how she was discovered. They're like, they, you know, they auditioned this girl band. Like, the, the other two we don't need, but if you're willing to <sighs> sneak off to the side here, we can work with you kind of deals. And she was, like young like 16 17 at the time so yeah because yeah. no one knows the name of the girl band or the other girls at this point I, i'm sure <laughs> it, it can be discovered on wikipedia if one Look. cared but uh, again i i think mostly there's two women out there who are about pink's age who are very very bitter and they know a lot about that band but the rest of the world not as interested 
So. I feel kind of bad now that I didn't look that up. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, listeners, go look up that band. Of uh, they probably didn't record anything, so you can't really support them. But you know, <laughs> take a moment and feel bad for the the Pete Best of Pink's life. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this album is uh, folksy, not in like a Alan Lomax recording hobos in 1930 kind of folksy, but you know. Very acoustic guitars, it, it's, singer songwriter. It's folksy with a very particular production. And uh, when I was listening to this, it, it I had to look up when it was recorded because in 2014, I was working at a power plant in Nova Scotia, and we we're staying in Sydney. And there's a big music festival the whole time we were working there, which kind of sucked because we had to work a lot and yeah. couldn't go out to any shows. But we did manage to get out and see some music and. Uh, it was weirdly this sort of like not sort of twee, not quite pop, not quite soul, not quite country kind of mat. Like every band was exactly this sort of thing. And so when I kind of did a little research and 2014, it's like 2014 Canada. That that, that explains it. And, there you uh, go. Yeah, and Canada is really proud of its uh, well. artistic output. What they're doing anything to make sure the world knows they're not just Celine Dion and Rush <laughs> and Rush. See, they they'll be happy with Rush. It's just Celine Dion. The Guess Who. The Guess yeah. Who. You know, Brian Adams. Brian Adams. <laughs> Mike Myers. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was there was a shocking amount of of uh, uh, um, government money behind this music festival and all these bands who were being treated very well. Yeah. And uh, this whole thing was being put on, which in stark contrast to just about any experience I've ever had playing music in America. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the CBC does have like a certain percentage of the budget they have to spend yeah. on Canadian. That's like how bare naked ladies were able to yep. break through and whatnot. So, wow. Government supporting culture. Who would think? Yeah. Well, well I mean, it's shocking. I'm not behind it if it's Rush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would be, but I, I think they, I think they do okay. Yeah, Rush is Rush need doesn't need Canada's help anymore. Nor does Celine Dion. She's in Vegas now, so. Yeah. So, um, apparently, this album was recorded rather quickly. From the description I got, Pink showed up at Green's house, and Green thought they were just going to like write a few demos, and Pink booked a studio and said well let's see if we can knock this out in a week and they did they did so, <laughs> so. I, I i have a feeling dallas green might have been hoping for just getting some co-writing credits on pink's next album which may have been more lucrative for him but i this clearly was well pink wanted to do an album that sounded like this and sounded like dallas's other band because if you've listened to alex is on fire it's a not this. It's a post-hardcore band. He <laughs> sings clean vocals, which means there's someone else who sings dirty vocals, and that's all you need to know about that band. I mean, oh, it sounds more interesting than this. <laughs> You'd got, be surprised. I got uh, two songs into it. It's not my. It's not my style. I'm sure it's somebody's. Do we Just, know how old he is? I don't. I, I assume know. he's about I, her age. I did. Uh, she was born in. 79. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Her first album came out in 2000, I think. So, right, which would make her 40, right? Yeah. yeah. About or, or 40. 40 yeah. this year. Mm -hmm. right? so. Yeah. Yep. So, so my guess is he's about the same age. So. Yeah. Cause I think the 
Alex on Fire, their first album came out about the same time, about 2000, 2002, somewhere in there. So Alex is on fire. Alex is on fire. Alexis, Alexis is on, on fire. fire. <laughs> Alexi S. Fire. Alexi <laughs> Sunfire. I like that one. Alexi what Sunfire. Is, yeah. It's like, I, I almost want to hear that now because I, I can't imagine what post-hardcore is. It sounds like hardcore. I, I mean, honestly, be, you have to be really into the genre to be able to tell the difference. I thought that was like Green Day. No, no, this is this is like after Green Day, so maybe it's like post post post. It's a lot of screaming. Punk. Yeah, it's yeah. it's screamo. It's oh, yeah, okay. very yeah, yeah. angry at your dad. Only they're Canadians. So. It's also a particular production value. It's it's kind of the yeah you know uh, uh, Bill Stevenson uh, kind of shimmery production on on uh, yeah. hardcore kind of stuff. Vocals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It is not this. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm not, I'm not sure if Pink was familiar with his other band because clearly the sound they were both going for is much closer to sound. Of City in Color. Sa- yeah. City in Color, which, I mean, would you consider this a City in Color album with Pink guest starring as vocalist or is this more of a. Yeah, I mean, it. as far as I'm concerned, it's City in Color with pink collaboration but um i didn't know about alexis on fire until you or alex on fire whatever it is <laughs> until you alex sent it until someone's on fire but until you sent that to me uh the other day i i you know i hadn't heard it and i was kind of taken aback because i had only heard city and color before and uh so yeah so if you like you and me and you want to know more about dallas green don't go for the first band. Go, go for, the for the second, second band. <laughs> so, but, but if you want if you, something the opposite of that. <laughs> it's nice to know there's versatility. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, it, it is more of an outlier for Pink, who, you know, doesn't have a lot of acoustic guitars on her records than it is for him. But uh, it's clearly a detour for both in some respects. So, I mean... Certainly an interesting album to get into. Um, do we want to just like call up the first song? I think it's uh, Capsized. Capsized. Um, Who are the musicians on this? Um, well, according to Wikipedia, which we know is never wrong, Dallas Green played almost everything. Uh, you know, some guy named Matt Kelly came in to play organ, pedal, steel, and piano. And there was a guy named Alex Newport who played bass, but I don't think they played on a lot of the songs. Okay. And I mean, this track is a lot more polished and produced than the rest of the album. This clearly was meant to lead off the album because it sounds, I mean, it's still acoustic, but it sounds far less stripped down than some of the other tracks. Would you describe this song as folk? This is folk as much as like, you know, the the Lumineers or, uh, you know, the, not Dave Matthews, but. um, This this album um, sounds like demos for. Yeah, and that's kind of what I think Dallas Green thought he was getting into. And yeah. then Pink's just sort of took this and said, no, this is done, and huh. put it out. So Yeah, yeah it's, it seems unfinished with 
not that the songs need to have a ton more stuff on them to be good songs, but it's just her particular vocal styling and performance is like she is very uh, it's a thing loud and bombastic. It, yeah, it's supposed to be on on top of a ton of other yeah layers of strings and synths and crap like that. I mean, that's the biggest uh, comment I have to make about this album is that no matter how hard she tries, she's going to sound like Pink and like every single song on here i think she just has that distinctive sound and she is loud she is loud yeah. <laughs> but hey if you can if you can go to number 4 and not overproduce something why well why yeah not? I, I, I was going to say they probably did this album fairly cheap i mean yeah and i'm not saying it's bad cuz i mean pink is one of my favorite artists but it's very distinctive and i'm not sure if it necessarily has kind of the indie sound that she was going for um but uh which I think she really was. If you there's a um, a version of this album on uh, Spotify with a what is it commentary? Yeah, with a commentary, and she goes a lot into her process on this album, and uh, you know she really wanted this to sound kind of like an indie folk album, and uh, I think the problem is she sounds like Pink no matter what she's singing and you can hear it on pretty much every track on this album. So, yeah. and I mean, another distinctive thing is, um, Dallas green has a fairly wide register and he's usually singing up high Dallas, you know, you know, compared to this dirty vocalist, this is far more of a, a pure clean singer too. While, um, pink's vocal range is fairly low for a woman. So often, Dallas is singing the higher part and Pink is singing the lower part, which is kind of a cool sound throughout mm -hmm. the album. But there aren't a lot of different sounds on this album, too, which can make it a little... Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on tempos, too, because it's pretty slow throughout. Yeah, there's it never nothing really, really rocking and nothing really laid back. But there's also nothing really country about... Like no, there's pedal is, steel on a track or two, but this isn't you know, a. First, that first song had a bit of. There's yeah, that there's could have been done steel. by. There's some touches and stuff, but overall, yeah. I think I, there's an electric guitar solo, which is about the only electric on the whole album. And I have I have personal beef with people who just think they can put twangy guitar on shit and it's country or or folksy. Yeah, like all of a sudden, and it's like no, that's not how no, that works. That's a, that's <laughs> unplugged. There's a difference. Yeah. This first song, I could I I don't know that it was but this could have been a crossover hit yeah i don't think this was the big single off the album i don't no, know you and me i think was the bigger one capsized i think was um i think it was one of them that was released but you and me which is will come later i think was one of the bigger ones uh, uh off of this album yeah i was so. just wondering if any of them hit the country tar charts mm, probably not i do know i can see why they put it on first though because if you started off with a bunch of just one acoustic guitar songs yeah. pink fans would not have made it to anything that was a little more produced so but do we want to go on to the next track i think it's uh from a closet in norway which got its name from the fact that it was originally written actually in a closet in norway so if the world is round now can we have everything The highs are so high, these lows are killing me, killing me, killing me. 
So I can see why they called that from a closet in Norway, because going after the more uh, hook, calling it dying are the only ones who really know how to live, is A, a mouthful, and B, kind of a bummer. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely, um, here in this song in particular, what you were talking about with the uh, Dallas singing some higher parts and staying in a mid-low range. Yeah, I mean this this song is far more emblematic of I think the sound of the whole record where it's just a guitar and the two of them harmonizing. Which is it's really folky. Yeah. yeah more more than anything, you know, it sounds It's folky like, you know, Simon and Garfunkel are folky. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not And not like Simon and Garfunkel bridge over Triple Water like they're if you saw them live, just the two of them. This kinda. is like uh, East Village 60s. Yeah, it's yeah. busking on the the street corner probably yeah. sounds like this kind of thing so they probably didn't sing as theatrically though probably not yeah it is very like that's the odd juxtaposition is is the the folksy guitar yeah if you were to see this live and not mixed at all but just as an acoustic experience you probably wouldn't be able to hear the guitar at all because their vocals would be so loud Mm. so it's a good thing they have the mic right up in the (laughs) guitar or you would yeah it would just be an acapella number with some vague picking noises going on in the background but again it's you know it's it's not a slow song but it's not a fast song so yeah. it's but it's it's a nice song yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean i like this one a lot but uh yeah and i mean she's not as loud on this one <laughs> so, you, you can tell she's trying to, to yeah. turn, turn it back but she does sound best when she is full-throated and so yeah doing her thing and she doesn't quite do it as much I mean, I don't know exactly what the description of like <laughs> yeah but she she does seem to dial it back a little bit in this one so you hear him a little more so yeah well so this was written in a closet or well the the initial um idea for the riff he came up with while he was in a hotel room in Oslo and he wanted to record it before he forgot it and it was too loud in the hotel room so he went too much death metal maybe yeah so he Probably. just walked <laughs> wandered into the closet and clicked his iPhone or whatever and and then just titled it that so he would remember where it came from. And I mean, from what I understand from the commentary, she may have written a lot of the vocal parts of this, and he wrote a lot of the guitar. But um, is yeah. is that the impression you got too? Or? Yeah. Well, I I don't believe she plays an instrument, so she I think doesn't. yeah, she, she may have like come up with melodies and harmonies and wrote a lot of the lyrics. I apparently this song was inspired by Kate Blanchett's Oscar speech somehow. I don't know, but. So there's a bizarro world where uh, uh, Pink gets with uh, uh, Calvin Johnson and and does this as like a weird version of Beck's One Foot in the Grave. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like Pink more, does more twisted. Does but. like to collaborate. She, you know, her her second album, the one that really broke through, she like dug Linda Perry out of you know obscurity from Four Non Blondes and turned her into like a pop you know producing superstar. And then yeah, like the yeah. next one, she worked with what's his name from rancid and made him a pop star yeah she's yeah. sung with a bunch of people like the, her only other i was gonna bring that up the only other folk ish song that she's done with her regular music has been with uh the indigo girls so that's uh like one other person yeah, there. so she does get around yeah she's yeah. A, a collaborative person and i think this is very indigo girlsy isn't it mm-hmm. there is yeah. yeah definitely i mean I could almost see her replacing Amy and uh, Dallas replacing Emily, and this being an end to Go Curls album. Well, wouldn't that be amazing? If you know, sort of, we've talked about um, 
you know, last time with Beefheart's Magic Band just yeah. being completely without anyone in the Magic Band, in yeah. the Magic Band, if the Indigo Girls toured without the Indigo Girls. That would be an interesting concept. Um, well, I, they are a couple. I wonder what would happen if they broke up, if, you know, the new girlfriend would have to be in the band. Or Gallagher situation. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, Sonny and Cher stayed together as an act after they divorced, so anything's possible. Mm. I mean, it depends on how acrimonious said breakup is. But, you know, as we've all learned from Fleetwood Mac, it's generally best not to date band members. Doesn't work out well. well I mean, what happened to them? Oh, they, <laughs> they're still going. They're still going. Oh. They have to, well, they still have to deal with each Are other. You're going to do one of their albums? I heard it's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're going to love it. Okay. <laughs> Tune in next week or yeah, the week don't... after or the week after. I can't don't wait. They have Tom Petty's guitar player now. Yeah, yeah. They got rid of Lindsey Buckingham and they got like Neil Finn from Crowded House and uh, Mike Campbell from The Heartbreakers all, replacing all Tom Petty had to do was die. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Michael Cam Mike Campbell was we under a life. Lifetime contract with Tom Petty, and now that he's been uh -huh. freed, instead of trying to do anything solo, he's jumped on, you know, it's like, oh, who was that chick who did, uh, oh, what <laughs> was that free song? Free at last. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. shall we go on to the next track? From the trees, dance on the window pane, here I lie, wait once again. Longing for a dream that may never come until I'm done, but I wouldn't mind. No, I wouldn't mind. I can see it with my own two eyes, but I wouldn't mind. So that was gently. Um. I think coming after the last song, it, it 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 does not help highlight the diversity of the band or act. I'm not Very sure. similar finger picking style yes. on the guitar. And yeah, I'm not sure how pretty similar tempo and feel. Yeah, I mean it, both are good, but do we need both? I guess the, the harmonies are really well. No, they are both excellent singers. Yeah, they're singing really well, but and they're in tune. Yeah, I mean, without. Obvious yeah. auto-tune artifacts or anything. I almost wish they had, you know, instead of rushing this album out in a week, had taken some time and developed an arrangement behind this, because I think it's a good song. But I think, like, I because the harmonies are good and they're trying to showcase the, you know, great pains have been taken to make sure you can understand every fucking word they're saying and True. that you know <laughs> what's going on. Um, but... Uh, yeah, the songwriting's not great, like, musically. Not lyrically, but it's like, they kind of don't go anywhere. There's some of these songs where I have a hard time. It's like, so is this the chorus now? Like, they don't have hooks. Yeah, like, but not like, catchy. They're they're pleasant, but they're not, yeah. They don't need a lot. Out. They just need one, like, maybe every third song yeah. <laughs> kind like, of thing. Like, this one seems like something you would hear in a boring coffee shop. I don't know. Yeah, this is yeah. open mic night material. <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah, it really Everyone's is. Everyone's competent, but no one's spectacular. Yeah. They, they all kind of reach this, like, energy level. In, you know, all the songs kind of get up to the... It's like, okay, now something different and interesting is going to happen, and but the song's just over. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like they... Right when the, the neat thing was 
gonna happen. The different thing was gonna happen in the song. It's like they faded it out. Yeah. yeah. So that's I don't know. That's kind of the through line where I'm like, oh, that was so close to being really neat. However, if you needed something to listen to while you were relaxing, studying, taking notes, taking a nap, this is make sure this is on yeah. my dentist's uh, there you Spotify. Yeah. yeah, this it's album's good for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, shall we? Skip ahead to the next one. Hopefully this will be different-ish. Er, um, love Gone Wrong. Baby, baby, don't you come my way no more. Because it won't be like the way it was before. That's that's slightly more exciting. I mean, we got the guitar being strummed instead of fingerpicked. It's nearly yeah. upbeat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, we got piano, and I mean, two thirds of the way through, we do get some percussion, not a full drum set, but like a tambourine or something's going on. So it's it's a little more pulse pounding. I mean, and little hooky guitar bits. Yeah, that little that riff do 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 is is catchy. I mean, yeah. Apparently, she made him uh, like up-tempo it and change the key because it was like really slow and depressing before <laughs> probably would have sounded too much like the last two so like I'm, everything else on the album so so thankfully pink yeah did push him to jump it up a little bit i mean this is also the first one where they each sort of get a solo verse instead of like Harmony. harmonizing the whole way through so you can sort of hear the difference between the two of them or the similarity depending but yeah it's it's this is a, a step in the right direction i think definitely yeah the, um, Not a big step. This but a one step. and and uh, I mean a couple other songs on here. They they seem like they could be the last song on like a regular Pink. Like they would be a weird outlier song on a more yeah. poppy album. Like they yeah, would, the one ballad on the otherwise yeah rocking. yeah or like to break up you know yeah. or in the middle of a, 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 a album with a bunch of dancey to you know yeah real pop tunes. And maybe that's, I, I get the feeling that's what Dallas thought he was going to be doing in yeah. writing. And did, I don't know if he got hijacked or how on board, because I mean, this probably did help raise his profile, because I'm mm. sure Pink has a lot more fans than Green. But, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is what he was hoping for or expecting. And I think it was released on her label. Yeah, or, or an imprint of said label. Right, right. So, you know, it had some. Marketing, muscle, right, yeah. yeah, marketing muscle behind behind its release. So yeah, this probably did help raise his profile, both as a this, although the fact his name isn't on either this album or his own albums may have made it hard for well, Pink fans who discovered this and liked him to find him. But yeah, Matt, you you and I both listened to a bunch of wanking guitar shit. I'll yeah, yeah. put it uh, politely, <laughs> and you know a lot of our favorite uh, guitar wankers have the band that they're either they either run or are from or are famous for being in. And, you know, if they have long and robust enough careers, they usually end up doing like a, you know, some look, I can, I can also shred classical guitar or I can right, right. do this other, like kind of, kind of flexing like uh musical, like their particular musical chops and a lot of times 
they kind of fall flat because, well, yeah, the main thing that's like being featured is like pretty much all there is. There's like just barely enough other stuff to prop that up. And yeah, it's like, yeah, sure. You're playing guitar really fast, but it's like, but it's like, it's a two chord vamp. And the last three songs were also this this album kind of feels like that for singers. It's like, yeah, we're it's going to be showing really... off how good we can sing, but nothing else is exactly, going on. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a, uh, it's just kind of zooms in on one aspect of it and doesn't have much else going on. And I don't know, that's fine. I I own many, uh, you know, <laughs> Winkin guitar, Winkin you know, bass guitar nerd solo albums that are like, yeah, yeah, this works if you really like this person's playing and not much else. And this is kind of, well, if there was a couple out there who really wanted to study singing harmony together, like getting the songbook for this album would be a great way to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. Just go through each tune, nail each of those harmonies. You would, yeah, be pretty damn good by the end of that. And a lot of these harmonies and stuff are, are probably more like gospel-y than they are uh, country. Yeah. They do have more of the, the, almost minor sound to them then yeah but uh, yeah and pink man she puts some she puts some stank on just about every note there is oh yeah <laughs> she, <laughs> i, I think she that's says, just how she, if she, she sings yeah. one note like without a, a particular inflection I, I her, or warble or something I, I missed it yeah her answering machine probably has some stank on <laughs> that's just who she is naturally yeah. so yeah she's gonna sound like that i think no matter what she sings <laughs> it is i, I do in preparing for this, I did listen to a few, a few of the the poppy stuff from yeah. Pink, and uh, you know a lot of that. You know, in in the pop style, the the vocals are so affected. Yeah. You know, and they're they're really um you know much larger than life. Like it's it's like one of those those uh, you know I don't I don't really watch much for music videos, but there's like you watch a music video of like a folk singer, and you can imagine them actually singing it, but like when you have a pop singer going. It's like there's no way they can make themselves look like they're actually making those noises come out of their mouth, right? Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm actually uh this this is very impressive to me because in the pop stuff Pink's voice is very very powerful, yeah. but it's clearly that she's doing a lot of it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Britney Spears could not, you know, put out an album like this. Yeah, and it, I'd be interested to hear her try. Fired. Brittany, yeah. Brittany, <laughs> we would love to have you on the show. Yeah, Brittany, please. Brittany, do your Detour and Outliers album. <laughs> do a bluegrass you know, track. I would love to hear that. Um, not holding my breath. If she didn't do it when she, her head was shaved, she probably is not going to do it. Cause yeah, her handlers aren't going to allow that. <laughs> no, she's, she is under tight control and contract. But it would be interesting to hear. You know, Well, shall we... Uh, Move on to the, uh, not the title track, but the band name track, I guess. And our hearts march to the same beat. They say everything, it happens for a reason. You can be flawed enough, perfect for a person. Someone who will be there for you when you fall apart Guiding your direction when you're riding through the dark So we've got drums there, or a drum. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Oh. They, they, they're doing the train beat. They're, doing, they're trying to inject some, some Johnny c- Cash. countryfiedness. But their vocal, their phrasing 
is not is, country. Is still like a pop ballad for like they just they yeah. drop that in there, but then they it's like no, you can have that, but then the rest of the song has to follow that mm-hmm. for that to be. This was the hit, though, right? Yeah, yeah. This was the and this you know this is actually the one I like the most off the album, which I'm sure I'm like. The unpopular opinion on that one, but there's, I know there is one part of that where she goes like full pink, I guess is like, there's the one way part. to put it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, there's, there is one part of the song where she just belts like, it out. Yeah. And, uh, so, but, uh, I mean, it is, it is like the, I think the, the track off of this album that shows up on all the indie playlists and the folk playlists. Well, that, that would explain it. If, if she, if this is the most pink, yeah. Then that's pink fans are gonna yeah. like, are gonna mm-hmm. grab out the, grab this right. They're yeah. gonna be far yeah, more yeah, comfortable yeah. with this than say the the second or third track that you know we had a hard time telling apart. I, I, yeah, I just I I don't dislike this song, but it's just you can you can hear what's the guy's name again? The Dallas, Dallas Green. Green. Dallas Green just city pull, in color, like working his ass off to. He's like, all right, we gotta put something on this one so it doesn't sound exactly like the. The last the previous three songs, um, and I mean the the pedal steel is really nice. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very spooky and evocative. And you're right; it's just it's not even that the vocals are bad; they're just it's the wrong timber or attack. And and I sit here uh, criticizing this crap as I realize that uh, um, you know whenever I check in with the state of pop country contemporary pop mu- country music, you know even as much as five or ten years ago. I'm, you know, horrified. Yeah. Uh, well, this by, this yeah, might have been a like, big this, this might be more country western been. than anything that's yeah, come this, out this, of Nashville in about uh, 20 years. I was going to so. say this is better. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sparse they are would not be accused of the, you know, there's no there's no finger snaps, there's no bro country tractor rap. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's no, uh, I, if there was an endorsement for a particular, uh, uh diesel truck or, uh, <laughs> tractor a, brand, a, a thousand dollar cooler. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. This is not a very commercially aimed album, but again, it feels like a demo. And I mean, I'm kind of surprised no one has like snapped this up and done a full, band version of this album because the songs are you know well the problem is you couldn't do it without these particular vocalists though so yeah yeah maybe someone out there will remix this album and turn it into a big pink hit besides the one foot in a grave thing i was thinking you know that the other way that this would have been super cool is if they'd had uh uh, gabe from uh daptone produce this in their their super lo-fi kind of crunchy sort of way and just let let these two Go nuts, yeah. Because they they can clearly sing and stuff, but there's something about it's like it's supposed to be um, like intimate. It's like look, it's this is bare bones, it's stripped down, and it is at times, but it's like it's still a little too shiny. It's it's yeah. it's too it's, shiny to feel. You can't decide if it's polished or stripped. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, it's still you know there's. I mean, I think part of it is also. Um, Pink's album right before this had a big hit on it where she duetted with um, what's Nate, his name? Roos. Nate Roos from uh, Fun. And she may have been trying to recreate that because that was kind of a ballad and that was a duet with a guy that had his own. That was like a mega hit. Yeah. So, and what was it again? Was Dallas or, or 
Dallas Green City and Color were they opening for Pink or something? Yeah, like I think it was City and Color was opening for Pink. Which I'm not sure if they were opening for Pink or if they met at a music festival or something like that. They I, were on the same bill somewhere. So they yeah. were, yeah. So they were okay. Yeah. So yeah. Were, Dallas Green and the Grassy Knolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, that's a much better band. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of band names, so I, like, I like that. <laughs> why did they call the band "You Plus Me" and why did they call the song "You and Me"? Or is it just they to, didn't to confuse everyone? One of the things I was reading said that it had something to do with a card that one, like a greeting card that one got the other or something like that. But I do know it, it confuses um, search engines on the internet. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Yeah, it is hard to look up. Yeah, from an SEO standpoint, yeah, it really screws everything up. But Yeah, uh, like the who is very hard to look up online. <laughs> well, shall we keep on going to Unbeliever? I'm an unbeliever. No, wait. Daydream unbeliever. <laughs> unbeliever. I was just thinking that. There's some organ on there, but this is another one that's almost all just a guitar. At least it's strummed instead of picked, but it's still... And on this one, actually, on a, at least on some of the verses or choruses, whichever they are, they're, they're both singing in pretty high registers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Matt, I, I don't play guitar. I play the bass, but... Uh, um... Are there more than three chords on the acoustic electric yeah. guitar? <laughs> uh, you can. It's possible to play more than three chords. Yes. Um, okay. Whether you need um, to is not up to debate. Yeah, but. Okay. Like, but if you're, you know, if you're going, uh, well, folky, folky can, you know, folk music can get pretty, can stretch out there quite a bit. Um, you know, I suppose any style of music can stretch out quite a bit. Uh, but but uh, you know, country music and and. Um, uh, you know, unless you're going for the, you know, the, the complete sort of finger style route where you can play um, rhythm and melody at the same time, they're pretty restricted in terms of yeah, their, their yeah, harmony, no, right? No, it's it's, it's pretty, three chord stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's frequently like a harp, you know, harmonica player or, right, something or, else to, or yeah. uh, uh, banjos or, or things that are not easily transposed into keys other than, you yeah, know, the, the one they're born in, the, the three that they are kind of built to play in. Yeah. And so, but that's another observation. It's just like, it's a lot of. Yeah. It's like you were saying, they're kind of like demos. They haven't really fleshed out arrangements that would, yeah. that would make the music more interesting yeah. rather than just the vocals. And it, like Logan was saying, they may have done that deliberately just to show off how good a singers they are, which makes this, almost feel like more of an audition than a demo. I, I would say that part of showing off how good a singer you are is to be able to like n- not have every song on an album practically in the same key. Yeah. That's a, that's a little bit of, I, you know, I know that where that butts up against like a uh, uh, country and folky tradition where most of the stuff is in G in G. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of or G or C, but yeah. uh, open chords, but yeah, but yeah, that's, it seems like, Again, this thing sounding like like demos. If this got handed to the the producer who was going to turn it into the finished product, probably the first thing they would do is map out the keys for 
you know, sp- split a lot of the, it's like, that's fine. That's great. But this needs to be in B and that these one three are basically the same song. We need to make choices, you know, at least one of them noticeably different, you know, in a different key and, you know, start, I don't know if they worry so much about notes you can actually hit when they're doing that for pop music. They might yeah. just record it and transpose it later, but do we know if you and me did any like touring behind this album? I don't think they did. I think that it was just, uh, as far as I could tell, they were doing a lot of the songwriting via voicemails and stuff like that, and then just met up for a week and recorded this album, which is probably why it has that demo so- sound that you guys are talking about. But uh, I don't think they've ever actually toured or done any shows together or anything like that. Because I, I would be interested to hear like some of... Pink's other songs done in this style if, you know, Dallas and Pink, alone with an acoustic guitar, could have made, you know, whatever her, you know, can't stop partying or like let's get this party started song. Yeah, my my guess is the only folk song you're going to be able to find that was live would be Dear Mr. President, which is the one she did with um, the Indigo Girls. If I'm you know, that would require quite the uh, YouTube search if they actually, the three of them actually sang that live or record, like, uh, like around a camera. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but that's from a while ago. But uh, I think there might be a reggae album in the works. Yeah, there you Ooh, go. I like that. Well, I know she has an album coming out in like another month or something like that. But uh, dance holly. <laughs> I could do you. Put enough reverb on there. Well, shall we? Next one is a second guess. Something still lingers low, it's weighing me down. I know the sun will shine again. Back and forth, it seems, will remain until the end. Well, I think that may be the catchiest song on the album since uh, Capsize. That's a, a good one. <laughs> well, they actually drop an F-bomb in it, so that's yeah, something. Yeah, it's the explicit uh, <laughs> level there. They got a tambourine. I mean, they got, like, I don't know if that's an electric piano or a vibraphone or whatever, but it sounds cool. Right. I was going to ask if you sort of figure out what that was. Yeah. Was so it's not real high in the mix, so it's hard yeah, to tell, but it, but, it um, adds a little... Yeah, they they, uh, they they worked a little bit at instrumentation on this one. Yeah, and, and the the finger picky guitar is a little bit more folksy rather than the cow, cowboy esque. Yeah, yeah, it sounds more, and it definitely sounds uh, very you know like a uh, um, gut string guitar. But yeah. you know you can make them sound whatever you want. But, I was gonna say the magic of computers. Yeah, okay. yeah. The problem is her voice kind of dominates in this one. Uh, yeah, it does sort of blow him out of the water. Yeah, but. like. This is another one where she kind of goes like full pink, and I mean, yeah, you do have to have you have to have someone who can keep up with her, and he does well for the for the most part. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't do too bad, but I mean, it takes. I mean, her voice is so big that I think, um, I mean, it, it. Someone to do a duet with her, like usually the people that do duets with her, are someone like Steven Tyler or somebody like that, that just has like massive voice like she does. So he doesn't have that. And <laughs> you can tell. Um, and especially there's a lot of these songs where she kind of really overpowers him. And this yeah, is I'd, one I'd really like to hear her just sing in a room without a microphone. 
Yeah. I just wonder just uh, what her decibel uh, volume right, exactly. <laughs> by lung power alone yeah. she can generate. It's probably pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, talking about, you know, whether these are demos or not made me think about um, Bruce Springsteen, who I generally abhor. But the one album of his I do like <laughs> was the album Nebraska. Nebraska, yeah, the four-track album. Yeah, which was recorded as a demo. He gave it to the band. The band recorded it. He listened to it. He's like, yeah, I like the demos better and just released it. And I'm kind of wondering if there had been a full band album of this material, would we have preferred the acoustic one had we huh. been able to compare it to it remember what mr dean Wien says when you only have four tracks you got to write better songs that is true so. but i think I, I i think you're right i mean i think this is the the um the pleasure of this album really does come from its simplicity and mm -hmm. its lack of production yeah um i mean you know obviously it was recorded well and and all of that it's but it's uh but but at the uh um Right, I don't know if if you had if you had um shined these up too much, they, they might not have withstood yeah, the polish. Right, they might not have withstood the polish. Right, I, I think the problem with the album is that there's uh, like this is really cool. Like I said, if you tossed one of these songs in the middle of a regular, a more contemporary pink like pop album, it would be kind of cool. Um, and if you're a big fan of of kind of pop, you know, modern pop music, or of Pink, you know, yeah. of of her oeuvre, yeah, and uh, uh, and you put this on, it's really cool. But there's not enough of that juxtaposition within the album to yeah. like make it sort of stand on its own. So it's really cool, like. But if if this is your entry point, you might kind of be like, well, well, if you like this type of music, it's not really great if you yeah. like pink it's like oh that's kind of cool yeah yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's like oh so and so can do that and yeah and and you know pretty adequately well but they they shouldn't divert their entire career yeah don't quit your day yeah. job but you know i think if they had done this with a full band um or done it more polished they would have just i think the producers would have just ended up turning it into another pink album yeah and it would have lost yeah, all of something. the Dallas greenness. Do you, yeah. Do you think this is like a, um, you know, this is her really trying to kind of break break the mold kind of thing? Absolutely. Like, especially fr frustrated from being pigeonholed into this. Yeah. I. It's the, like when a comic actor does a dramatic role and tries to. Exactly. Yeah. This is, that's the impression I got, especially after I listened to the, um, the commentary part of this, like um, the impression I got is that this was going to be her like big artistic, uh, like statement. Yeah, yeah. This is like what happens when you get pink artistic control <laughs> and uh, is that you get this album and uh, which it's not a bad album. I think this is just, uh, you know, what you get. And yeah. <laughs> that might say more about the pop world too. I mean, if she's, if, I mean, if she, if she's actually believing that, you know, you know, mm -hmm. assume she's being honest and saying that that this is what this is what I would do if it, I had the choice. Right, it could be there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things that she's doing that she maybe doesn't want to be doing. Well, well if just, you want to make that kind of money, there are contracts know. to be signed, I understand. Well, you could see an evolution in her music from when it first came out where it was like a definite like R like uh almost like R&B kind of thing where like the stuff that came out like in 2017 like there's a definite difference the more 
popular she gets and the more they give her control over her music that you can like definitely see that she's singing more what she wants to be singing now compared to what she was singing back in 2000 right so she she has a lot more clout yeah exactly well and and that's you know no more sunday night football no (laughs) which i think the sunday night football is from at least 10 years ago isn't it well the, the pop the you know female pop vocalist world really does have this kind of like you need to be different. Like you can't, even if you're the better version of something that's already popular, it doesn't matter. You can't. Yeah. The producers would get a hold of you and be like, no, we already have that. We already have a Britney Spears. You have to be Christina Aguilera. Exactly. Or yeah. We already Jessica have Christina Simpson. Aguilera. You have to do this be other Mandy thing. Moore. You yeah. got to be more country now. You've got to be Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, we're still making money off of that one. You're not yeah. allowed to tread into. Or that you got to pretend to be punk. It's... So now you're Avril Lavigne. And... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and it is kind of sad that, you know, they do have this machinery in place that doesn't really give female artists such as this the freedom to sort of be what they want to be. So they have to, like, almost, you know, this almost feels like she, like, snuck out of the house and, and cheated on her boyfriend. <laughs> and kinda. recorded an album, yeah. like, in secret. <laughs> well, we, we've hit on a couple of albums, you know, and there's way more on the list, but that's, like, you know, sort of a subcategory as these... You know, we've always really wanted to do this other type of music that yeah. we're not known for. And, you know, we have the time and the money and the clout to, to do it just for shits. Yeah. Here it the, is. The record company will let us record an album that doesn't have to sell a million. So we're going to do exactly. our, well, our that, passion project. That might be more common now that you can, you know, throw up some microphones in a basement and record it at home and, yeah, you know, and, and have a professional sounding album. Well, shall we go on to the next track? No single moment of truth But if you were mine I would have looked into those eyes And said Tell me the words you long to hear And I'll sing them I think that's where 90% of the small budget for this album went was this song. I mean, they got some real strings on there. Those yeah, the aren't... cello player really, you know, yeah, they, they, his, they, t- his studio time. Yeah, they they went out on a limb there. I mean, you know. Yeah, this one sounds like it could be on any of her other albums. Yeah, honestly, yeah this would be the, the dramatic, you know. I know I'm just being daft here, but what was the lyric? Break the cycle, break the chain? Yeah. yeah. I was really thinking of like a bicycle. <laughs> Apparently no. This song is Not about a mixed uh, metaphor. Yeah, <laughs> Pink's mother, which you know. She, yeah, she this, has a few songs about her mother. So yeah, apparently, she, she has some issues with her mother <laughs> and like this is not she's the not first... been private about no. it. Who doesn't? Yeah, right. <laughs> but she's written a couple songs about her mom and her family issues and stuff and this is just one of them and um yeah you know. eminem kind of quality yeah oh well, there she does a couple songs with eminem too which is uh not something nobody I like, bats but... a thousand <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah she um but this apparently was a song she wrote about her mom. And, um, you know, I know that, you know, if, in her history, like her parents got divorced when she was really young and she has some bitterness about that, that goes into quite a few songs. And, uh, I think this is just one of those. <laughs> so, but 
Yeah, I, I, I wonder how Dallas felt, you know, harmonizing and, and co-writing this song that was so clearly personal to not him. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be kind of a weird situation to be and, in. And she's a mom now herself. Yeah, right? she has yeah. two kids. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that might have been part of why she, this is a little less angry than some of her earlier mom songs. Yeah. Or more forgiving, or at least understanding. Mm-hmm. Break the cycle. Break the chain. Break the chain. Break the whole damn bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go on to the next song, which is actually about Dallas Green's mother. So we, we've got a, a diptych. everywhere I go when I close my eyes. I know someday I'll catch you in the by and by. I know. This one has pedal steel without trying to be country. Yeah, that's pretty. As country, yeah. That's a nice, You're going to sing about your mom, I'm going to sing about my mom. Well, that seems fair. A trade-off. You yeah. think their moms hang out? Probably not. <laughs> I don't even know if his mom's still alive. This, this was more like the, the wayward son kind of song, though. Yeah. Then I'm mad at you, mom. Yeah. Yeah, this is the yeah prodigal son coming home. I like this song a lot. I mean, it's it well done. Yeah, maybe my favorite on the album. I mean, it's kind of, you know, waiting till the ninth track to put the best on is maybe not the best idea, but <laughs> we saved our best idea for last. Well, well why'd you do that? <laughs> so no one would hear it. Yeah. That way I can recycle it later. But no, and this is the, the one that Pink feels the least Pink on. She does seem to be sympathetic to the fact that this song is not about her and is stepping back as much as she can in her way. At least it's not a concept album with a linear plot that they've rearranged to feature certain songs. There you go. <laughs> I am just a boy. <laughs> Got to bring that up every episode now. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way, and I hate my mom, and I'm here to say, <laughs> I am just a boy. <laughs> So they, they See, end now, the album. Now, that's something I will never be able to hear is Pink singing music from the Elder. That Ooh. is a shame. That would be awesome. In if they order, did, it's proper order. Let's yeah. start a viral campaign on that one. Ooh. I, you know, I'm cool. surprised they have, they've revived everything on Broadway. And I'm surprised A, Pink hasn't done a Broadway show. I mean, she was... Or at least a Vegas residency or yeah, something. Yeah, eventually she'll probably end up at one of those two. But I could see a, a Broadway revival of music from the Elder... Starring Pink, although I don't think there are any women at all in that story. <laughs> but still. <laughs> Apparently they saved um, their one cover for last, Chardet's uh, No Ordinary Love. A love like that won't last Didn't I give you All that I got to Give, baby I keep crying for you. I keep trying for you. So he could play piano, and yet he waited till the end. I mean, it would have been nice to break up the sound with a piano song in the middle, I think. Yeah. This, is, this reminds me of, like, uh, if there was a movie 
where the original was featured prominently in the soundtrack. This would be like <laughs> the end the, credits the, version, the, the end credits version, or like playing on the jukebox in the background during yeah. a, a scene. sad song. Right, right. Well, it's yeah. like they they take a sad, slow, depressing song and they make it sadder, slower, and yeah. more depressing. <laughs> Although you know, I will admit, the first time I listened to this album really for the podcast, my first reaction was like. Oh man, I haven't listened to Charday in a while. I should put on some Charday. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I listened to this and Same. I listened to, you know, Smooth Operator and a couple other tracks. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah Charday. Where's Charday these days? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's not a bad cover. I do like yeah. covers, but boy, this they dragged this one out. <laughs> yeah, this is the choices were made. Yes. Much yeah, like I wonder, that. I wonder what the choice was. I mean, we know the result. I'm just Yeah. I, I if they heard, you know, what um What's his name from Donnie Darko did to uh, that, you know? Oh yeah, what's that song? Was that the Tears for Mad Fears? Love? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they they thought, well, hey, you know, there's gonna be a Donnie Darko sequel, and they'll need. I mean, sure. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to make this sound like a funeral dirge. I don't know. They were just, you know, it was the one artist they had in common. And it, that's a, man, this is a, a like a New Orleans style f- funeral march with yeah. the, the, yes. the tuba and everything would be the sousaphone. That'd be, that'd be cool. You could, yeah, you could be, bury me could to Chardonnay. Sure. <laughs> yes. I think yeah. it's also the longest song on there by a, Substantial margin? Well, maybe not. No, it's not. It's that another long. short album, huh? Yeah, it is. It clocks in at about 35, 40 minutes. I appreciate that. I'm especially, you know, in the age of CDs. Well, I guess this is past the age of that's CDs. A, yeah, so. that's another thing that I wanted to bring up is do you think they don't give a shit about, you know, five songs in a row being in the same key and practically the same chord progression because everyone's going to no, nobody put puts this on, on a an shuffle. album. It's like, this isn't coming out on vinyl. Yeah. Maybe, may, maybe, maybe it has, but yeah, but yeah, it's not, it's, you know, with so much of the stuff that we've talked about, that's come from the sixties and seventies and even eighties. Yeah. You can tell the flow of the album is really dictated by the, the physical medium that it's, it's released on. And so if it came out on vinyl, it's like, it probably has the, the songs they want to show off the most as songs one, two, seven, eight, nine, and a bunch of weird crap from you know three to five and three to, yeah exactly yeah. Um, closer to the center of the record. So yeah. you think they're just like yeah people are just gonna buy that one or two songs off of iTunes. Well, and whatever. you were talking about how these songs would be great in the middle of another Pink album. They figure well this this album will go on shuffle with all of Pink's make other your, stuff. Make your custom so playlist. this will become <laughs> the the ballad in between each you know. I think that's kind of the way to listen to this. Yeah, it's yeah. on a shuffle playlist with a bunch of other pink songs. So this is a yeah, pink or a city and color playlist or an indie playlist. Yeah, or like an indie folk, folk playlist. Or yeah. Something. yeah, yeah, yeah. All together, it's not great, but yeah, interspersed as a a nice little appetizer. To, it's to pop singer, to pop people put out entire albums anymore. I, technically, yes, but I don't think anyone buys them. I mean, I've read some. Thing online, how you know Drake's new album was the most streamed album of all time, but I think it was like eighty-five percent were just three songs off that album. Right? So, yeah. I just, I mean, do you even need to do a whole it album? Seems anymore? like we're back to singles. Yeah, we're back to yeah singles with a with a B side or I, you don't even have or, a B side on there's an a, MP3. There's a there's a dance. Yeah, it's like you want the regular one or you want the one that's like the, ten the, minutes long. Yeah. With or without the swear words. Yeah. Yeah. Those are your choices. 
Yeah, because I know she does have an album coming out in April sometime. But, but uh, yeah, with but they're already know. releasing so many singles off. But like they, by the time an album comes out, like especially one of hers, they've already released four five. or five singles yeah. off of it. So so you know fifty percent of the album. So you don't really need to. Yeah, that's what it seems like. There's a lot of like yeah. Look look over here. No, don't look over here. Like pay mm-hmm. attention. Yeah, this is all you need to pay attention to. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, how many singles before the era of digital music? Yeah. How many singles? Did you actually buy? Yeah, I did. I I don't think I ever bought like other than to collect B sides from like rare Tori Amos things, the singles on the CD. I know I had a couple of forty-five vinyls, but not yeah. a lot. I yeah, even on vinyl, it's like you, you mean maybe. Yeah, one, I had yeah. Ghostbusters because I didn't want to get the whole Ray R- Parker R- Junior. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, oh. Maybe one or two others that, again, mostly for obscure B-sides that weren't on the yeah, record, right, like, right. but not for the, the A-side at all. See, I think I would buy them as a kid just because they were like a buck compared to... Right, the seven ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, re- I remember being pretty mystified by the, the 45s in my dad's record collection, just being like, well, I, don't, I don't get it. It's like, well, it's just we, like one never song. Find, <laughs> I could never find those little doohickeys that you, yeah, you yeah, had. Right, yeah. right. So half the time I'm like trying to center it and I couldn't quite get it right and it would always... <laughs> 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 I'm yeah. sure that was great for my turntable as a kid, but you know. And yeah. the record. You do what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of grew up in, I mean, in uh, the age of CDs, really. Yeah. And you know cassette tapes because we were poor and we didn't. <laughs> I, <laughs> we did not, not have alone. CD players in our homes or cars until they've been ubiquitous for a while. Yeah, nipping I've, at a, a decade or more. Yes. Yeah, but uh, um, and so yeah, the single is kind. Of, you know, I was I was an an older music nerd before I realized. Oh, most stuff used to. Or like, why can't I find this song that I really like? That's like this band's most favorite. You know, famous yeah. song. Why isn't it on any other CDs? What gives? And it's like, well, they they come from a time when a and, single. Yeah, there are singles, and not only is you know that on a single, but that's a B side to a single. Yeah. So yeah, it's, like was that ecstasy? Why can't I find Dear God? What, no. Yeah. Yeah. So. so and sometimes they creep on to you know uh, what the train in vain is like the yeah the the classic example of it's not even in the track listing of London Calling. It's they just threw it on the end because they had the space, and so. Which may be why we don't cover as many album albums from like 2014 as we do yeah, 1967. I just, yeah, I think it's just, just the the way that they're being albums aren't recording as much. The way they're being released and promoted and stuff is well, and is, also the way they're being consumed. People don't sit and listen to you know track one through ten in yeah, a row. They, I, I got to listen to this whole thing or it won't make any sense. Yeah. Well, I think the. I don't know. My guess is that they have a tighter rein on artists now too to make sure that they don't put out stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, well, well like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big, yeah, the the money makers, right? The big yeah. commodities. Yeah, I bet the people have, who make yeah. pink kind of. Right. I mean, yeah. she's one of the top female earners, so I think she could get away with it. But I don't think many artists yeah. well, could. And even her, you know. They're like, you can do this once, but you, you're going to owe again. us. Not again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or they just keep her so busy. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah. You can do that after you're done with, you know, these three world tours. But yeah. Yeah. So. She does a lot of commercials and stuff like that, too. Yeah. I think she does some acting, too, I think. And, oh, she's yeah. singing the Ellen show theme song, I think. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm, it's good money in it. I wouldn't turn it down, but yeah. yeah. 
Well, I guess that will pretty much wrap it up for this album. Any final thoughts? Is this a good way to get into Pink or... No. Uh-uh. <laughs> As someone, like I, I said, you will have the rug pulled out from under you. <laughs> all apologies. I just, I, I, I just don't listen to um, uh, pop music very much at all. And so I, you know, I'd heard of Pink. I knew, you know, some of the the hits because they're they're around, right? Sort of yeah. in the ether. You know about them. And um, uh, I, I, uh, um. I'm glad that I listened to this because I, I just have so much more respect for her as as a, a singer than I would have just you know oh here's another here's another pop tune yeah right you know so so I I uh, so I say uh, you know as an introduction to Pink it was good for me there you go so if you're not interested in pop music but you are interested in Pink this is the the route <laughs> to go. Fair but enough. you're not yeah. going to have a lot to do afterwards. I might be the outlier though. That yeah. is true. I, I thought it was okay. I I have a as a as a musician who you know I don't really back up people. I'm not really a, a side person as much these days. But having done a, a fair amount of that, I'm I'm pretty familiar with a lot of like pop music. Just because if you are a, a side person in a band, you are required to play the popular music of the time. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and so I kind of, I don't check in with it, with, you know, popular music very often because I just kind of see it as like work. It's like homework. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I, I so I, I don't mean to disparage or discount popular music, but yeah, it's, it's always interesting to like, this is, even though this is like the, the indeed out side project thing, it, it very much, is, it, you know, it very much is popular music you know, format and, and stuff. And so I'm just kind of like, yep, that's, I don't know. That's, I'm always like, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. That's a song. It's not bad. It's not unpleasant. It's not, you know, you're, it's not the shags. It's, yeah. It's coffee shop music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think about this CD at Starbucks. Yeah. That seems yeah. Do they do that anymore? It's just download codes yeah. now. Huh? Do, does <laughs> anyone buy CDs anymore? I mean, do people even know what to do with the CD if they get it? I mean, they they don't include them in cars anymore. They don't include them in laptops anymore. I know you don't even have a a, a disk yeah, drive. A, a yeah, disk drive on your laptop. It's it's unfortunate. And and I have noticed too. Um, uh, I don't know. You know, some of it is just just uh, the, the the vagaries of streaming in general. But yeah. but the uh, you know there there seems to be this kind of assumption that that people aren't going to be listening to music on any kind of system of quality yeah so they don't eight dollar headphones right right so there's there's this weird kind of thing where i think that that so much money goes into the production but but it's not necessarily going for high fidelity no it's they're i don't they're trying to make it audible even if you have eight dollar headphones yeah which is i'm sure an art in and of itself yeah it's not something i know how to do but you know that's not something i've tried either so anyway i guess that will uh Pretty much wrap it up. Does anyone have anything they want to plug? Rachel? Nope. <laughs> When's this coming out? Uh, probably like. Um... We did forget to mention that Pink is an acrobat. Oh she yeah, is yeah a, a highly skilled aerial trapeze artist. Oh cool. Of... Yeah. So if you get check to check out see... some YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, even if you don't like her singing, she's worth watching. <laughs> but yes. Um, but other than that, I guess that will wrap it up. We are on Spotify and Stitcher and iTunes. If you want to rate, review, subscribe, that helps us know that you're alive and that we're not crazy. So we do appreciate that. 
And uh, my name is Scott Livingston. Matthew Marr. Logan Renard. And um, tune in next week when we... Oh, and you're still Rachel Livingston. I'm still Rachel Livingston. <laughs> no relation. Uh, tune in next week when we will try and figure out who this artist is. Yeah.